0: One, two, three, four. The leadership adventure.
1: The leadership adventure. For me, leadership starts with the mind. One of the most important things that I think that a leader can do to develop a compassionate leadership is also develop their mental attitude towards leadership. You need to have empathy, but you have to lead with compassion. The The
0: Leadership leadership adventure. Adventure Welcome to The Leadership Adventure, the podcast that takes you through the highs and lows of being a leader in the 21st century. In this series, we talk to experienced leaders about their journey to success, inspiring you to make a difference and face the challenges ahead. I'm Olga Dutko, and I will be your host today. In this episode, we will talk about compassionate leadership and its place in the post pandemic world. I'm joined today by Ricardo Martins, the CEO of SEGOC Portugal, part of the Sago's Group, international LD company that trains more than 250,000 professionals in 50 countries every year. Ricardo has been leading Sago Portugal for over 20 years now. He has extensive experience in leadership, personal development, sales, and negotiation. Hi, Ricardo, and welcome to this podcast. How are you today?
1: Very well, Olga. Thank you so much for having me and inviting me to debate this um, very interesting topic, I would say, a very important topic in today's world.
0: Yeah, indeed, it's very important. And I'm so, so happy to sit down with you today um, and talk about it. And thanks a lot for finding the time. I know how busy you are. So thanks a lot. So my first question, or maybe question zero. Um, you know, I remember when I first approached you and I asked you, I invited you to take part in this project. You said yes straight away. And then we discussed the different topics that we could develop on this podcast. And I remember this particular topic, compassionate leadership, you came up with this topic quite quickly and I felt like you really wanted to talk about it and develop it. So let's start with the why. Why this topic? Why is it so important?
1: Um, Well, first of all, I I feel very strongly about it um, because I believe that in the world that is changing so much, um, where we as leaders are challenged to uh, face so much uh, change around us um, with so much ambiguity in the reality that we we, we face ahead, um, we do need to have some kind of reference to where and in what way will we shape the world and the people around us to build a better and better work environment, a better, a better planet, ultimately. And I think that strong leadership is 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 uh, is about more than just a particular set of skills yeah. uh, okay. that we acquire um, either through training or through through the life that we have. Uh, it also requires leaders with a set of traits. I would say. Uh, that yeah. will show um consideration let's say towards others uh, the one trait that is crucial in my opinion uh, to be a strong and, and positive leader today is, is is compassion so i'm i'm very passionate about compassion let's say
0: great and um if you try to give a definition because there are so many talks about compassion and empathy and well-being and all these important topics can we just stop for a second and try to give um, your definition what does it mean compassionate leadership and from your point of view are there any difference between compassion and empathy for example
1: Oh, for sure i think we can we can explore that i mean um Today, as a leader, as many uh, moments in the past, I would say, uh, leaders are called upon to make decisions. This is this is yeah. this is one of the things that we're we're paid for, and and some of these decisions uh, are not necessarily the easiest ones. Huh? Um, so, uh, for me, compassionate leadership has to do with the fundamental uh, question: of how to ultimately do. Uh, hard things, but do it in yeah. a way that could be considered more humane, more, more, more. Um, uh, I would say understandable by the people that are, are, are led by us. For me, compassion is much more than than an, than an emotion. Uh, many people actually see the process of leadership and compassionate leadership as an either-or uh, kind of a challenge or decision. Uh, yeah. You are either everybody's friend. Or yeah. you are uh, the monster, the bastard yeah. in the room. Let's say, okay, <laughs> and uh, I always felt that compassion, uh, more than uh, an emotion, is, is is actually action. It's actually what you do uh, in, instead of what you feel. Okay, I, through yeah. my personal experience uh, as as a leader of of many teams, and, and actually as a leadership coach. Of many yeah. leaders uh, I've, I've come to the conclusion that compassion uh, has uh, at least three elements that support that support uh, action it is ultimately vital uh, that you feel the difficulties we are seeing in others as critical for them and critical yeah. for the team or the organization we are we're talking okay whatever difficulties people are having uh, even if, if for me they do not seem you know particularly important for those people, for those around us, for their team, for that, for their organization, it is completely uh, critical. Okay, and those difficulties should also be a set of circumstances and not uh, self-imposed difficulties for me. Okay, it is. Yeah. It is. Uh, it, there's a good reason for these difficulties to be to be to be, um, be felt, and um, and as leaders, we should also be able to imagine ourselves in, in the same difficult situation. This comes to your to your question about about um, empathy. If we look at, at compassion uh, and compassion uh, from perspective of leadership as as, as as basically something that is in the middle of uh, the capacity that one has to understand yeah. the other person's experience. And on the other hand, our willingness to act upon that feeling. I think we can we can actually understand where compassion and where empathy and actually other 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 dimensions uh, fit in. I mean, you can you can sometimes find people that would confuse compassion with pity, for instance. Uh, pity being from a place where I feel very sorry for your situation. I, you know, I I, I actually uh, understand. I feel that I can, you know, relate to you, but I'm yeah. not really going to do nothing about it. Yeah. You know, I, I feel I feel sorry for you, but that's it. Empathy, I think, is more is more closer to I feel with you. I feel I understand, and I actually um, would do something if I could. In between this, you might have something like sympathy. I feel I feel for you. Wow. It's so you know, I feel sorry for you, and I I I, I, I feel with you. You know, I can feel some kind of sympathy for your cause or for your plead or for whatever uh, issue you have. Compassion for me uh, ultimately challenges us to go a step forward. It's more like, okay, uh, do you have the empathy and the willingness yeah. to help and the willingness yeah. to act upon it, okay? <laughs> yeah. I am here to help is more is more my, my, my mindset and my mental model when I look at uh, um, compassionate leadership. So if I was to kind of look at the behavioral scope of of compassionate leadership for sure um it is you know um, it is about attending to the people that we are leading. you know it's about yeah. understanding the challenges that they face it's for sure empathizing empathizing with them but ultimately it is wanting to help them and actually yeah, so, acting upon yeah.
0: it yeah so there is when it comes to compassion and compassionate leadership from what you have just said, there is always this element of action. It's not just, I feel you, I understand your suffering, but I'm not going to do anything. When we talk about compassionate leadership, there is always this element of, you know, action.
1: It is a little bit about about alleviation of the suffering. It's more the intention, okay? okay? Intention, but it's, okay. But it's, it's also... It's also important that we understand that sometimes empathy and sometimes compassion, you know, uh, they have their their dark sides. I mean, um, if you as a leader are so empathetic and also, you know, uh, feel uh, and empathize with every and all the employees you have around you, uh, it sometimes becomes quite hard to take (laughs) <laughs> decision any action of course yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it can be you can have what we call or we can, can call some authors actually call empathetic hijack you're yeah. so involved uh, at a level of uh, of the emotion that ultimately your action is crippled Um i think that in fact you must um, in many ways connect with empathy huh? but you must lead with compassion you must ultimately take that level um, of even courage I would say uh, yeah. to the next to the next to, to, to the next level I'd say you take that, yeah, that that feeling to the next level so yeah. uh, you need to have empathy but you have to lead with 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 compassion uh, in, in the reality in the world that we have around us today more than ever I would say
0: there are two things you mentioned and I want to you know stop for a second and unpack those two things. The first one about you know this contradiction either or, I remember when I was preparing for this podcast, I came across the phrase that Eleanor Roosevelt once said, that to handle yourself, use your head, to handle others, use your heart. And reading about compassion and thinking about this phrase, I was thinking to myself, there is a kind of a contradiction here. Because, you know, as a leader, as a manager, someone who leads other people, sometimes you have to make very tough decisions. Sometimes you need to give negative feedback. Sometimes you need to let someone go. So my question to you, how do you get tough things done in a human way?
1: It's it's, it's a very interesting and I would say challenging question because I don't think there's a straightforward answer to that. I think expect actually every person has his own experience as being a leader but also has as have been led by leaders and that yeah. that might influence a little bit of of, of what our decisions might be in an, every particular situation i don't want to i want to don't want to walk away from your question but it's it's for me leadership starts with the mind, uh, it, it is uh, a, a bunch of choices that you take. It's not a, yeah. a coincidence that things happen. It's it's a it's it's a rational um, process, um, but it 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 is more and more true to me today. And perhaps I said what I said just before because I tend to look my at myself as a more rational person than yeah. an emotional person. But I have to admit that um, confronted with the tough situations, the moments where um, we do not have the possibility to only look at the issues from a rational point of view, um, the most effective leaders I've worked with are more leaders that are able to lead from a place of heart, and less and less of a place of of, of mind. Um, actually, I think that if we want to develop, I would say, compassion leadership or compassionate yeah. leaders in our organization. Uh, it is it is important to really pass on to this idea that it's not a uh, either or type of of challenge we can actually be both we should actually look into be a bit of both And, and what what can we do to really develop this well start off with perhaps and going back to the mind develop a positive attitude. One of the most important things that I think that a leader can do to develop um, a compassionate leadership is also develop their mental attitude towards leadership. If we are able to get people to be positive, supportive, encouraging uh, towards others, it makes people feel more comfortable, um, I would say, around the, the challenges they have, around the other people they have. And this leads to, I would say, more open communication about any issues uh, that concern uh, the organization and and actually help people to uh, arrive at the workplace with a completely different attitude. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the important things. Another thing is to listen uh, in a way that has, you know, sometimes as a leader, I have for sure fell fell into this trap many times is um, you seem like you're listening, but your head is all over the place. So the the need to listen uh, with intent, or listening yeah. intently, uh, and 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 you you do appreciate leaders that take the time to listen and understand us as employees, yeah. and, um, to understand the people that we have around us they work with us to talk with them to, to learn about what actually makes them tick what actually uh, is important for this is incredibly important if you want to create a sense of belonging and promote I um, mean a healthy um, work culture for instance this is this is for sure something that can take people to understand that this is not an either or uh, yeah. this is something you can actually do in both sense. And and if you want to create a collaborative culture, you for sure need compassionate leaders. Uh, They are the best uh, people at creating and bringing entire teams to collaborate and contribute to the visions and the goals of the organization. If you have one team in an organization that has compassion and is is led with compassion, you can actually contagiate in a very positive way the (laughs) entire organization. So sometimes it just takes one team to get everybody else to to, to want to belong to this kind of of, of tribe, I would say. So then you want to retain the best talent. uh, You're just not going to be effective if you do not have these kinds of behaviors as a whole and it can't be on, on, on occasion it has to be uh, in, embedded in, in the way in the in the in the operation system of, of the organization as a whole and it starts uh, up down it doesn't it doesn't just install itself if it doesn't have on the top um, leadership um, this kind of predisposition this kind of of attitude towards towards the way leadership um, uh, is, is running in the company okay in many ways it's it's a way of how you decide, uh, that's where I go back to our, our our leadership starts with the mind. How do you decide to show up? Um, how do you decide to invest your time with your people? Yeah. Uh, um, it, it's sometimes it seems like a straightforward decision, yeah. but compassionate leaders know the importance of investing time and resources uh, into those that that, that they lead, um, They will build better relationships with their teams before they are completely focused on the results that these teams achieve. It's a a means to an end, I would say, Um, in many ways fundamental if you want to really create this kind of culture.
0: There is one thing you mentioned previously. Well, you talked a lot about the advantages of compassionate leadership and being compassionate and building these teams. And... And I was thinking about one thing that you mentioned that you can be too empathetic sometimes or too sensitive. I don't know that it will prevent you from maybe any action. I remember when I was again preparing for this podcast, I was going through some content, videos, interviews, and there was this term of wise empathy. Well, you know, empathy. something that will not, I mean, you're empathetic, but still there are things you need to do. You need some take some action. So, you will have to take them these actions, even though sometimes you feel uncomfortable, you know. Um, so I, I wanted to ask you one uh, question. We talked a lot about the advantages of being an empathetic leader. From your point of view, are there any disadvantages?
1: You, you summon the word wisdom, uh, wise yeah. empathy which invokes that you could be perhaps unwise and that's part of what i was saying just before when i think you know when you get entangled you just let emotions drive the car uh it's probably just as bad as not having any emotions as well any uh, in, in any case and just going going with with 100% rationality um so downsides of being over empathetic i think have to do with um with the situation uh, that that sometimes occurs, where you start feeling other people's problems, other people's difficulties as if they are your own, and yeah. they basically uh, take over yourself, and it becomes yeah. completely crippling. Um, and that yeah. can be, I would say, distressful. It can actually bring in uh, a lot of negative uh, emotions towards. Um, a leader that actually needs to have some distance to be able to act. So I think it's also possible that leaders that have gone through the process of what you just said, downsizing or restructuring, having to fire people, I for sure had had that experience as being one of my most traumatic experiences as a leader, like you started off uh, having to reduce almost to half the headcount we had uh, in the company many years ago um, in a very particular uh, situation where the economic crisis was was significant and we had to take very harsh decisions. For me, this was uh, enough to 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 spend not a couple of days, but a couple of months of, of not being able to even sleep or or, or, yeah. or, or live with myself uh, under these. I had to fire people that I considered friends. Um, and, and the idea of overcoming these emotions and um, alleviating the suffering through action and, and through, you know, more than intentions, the way we are going to do this can be better if we are able to find... Um, some kind of more rational empathy, let's say. Mm -hmm. How can we, you know, decide the way we do this in a way that will allow people to understand that we are doing this from a place of heart and not a place of of pocket, let's say. And so, yes, there is spice for burnout. I'm sure that uh, Mm -hmm. many leaders um, that are highly empathetic with the teams that they have, ultimately will put their own self-being, their own self-care at risk, and ultimately will end up in places that could be considered uh, very detrimental to their mental health. So I would say that compassionate leaders looked after themselves and modeled the the self-care to others, okay? Uh, They realize it is quite okay to be human, I would say, uh, to make mistakes, to learn from these mistakes, as it's okay for others to do the same thing. and they give themselves and to others the permission to learn, especially yeah. in high-pressure uh, companies or organizations or situations. Uh, it is increasingly hard or harder for people to understand that uh, despite all the challenges, they are they are still human. They can still be uh, authentic people. They can still be, and I think this is a strength. Actually, I think we've, we've in the last, let's say, decade, Uh, evolved quite a lot Uh, it is today okay to be empathetic it's okay to feel it's okay to have heart um, as a leader (laughs) it is no longer a taboo uh, this is something that is is very very important i mean if i have to also look at at what works for me i would say things like you know um, if you can combine compassion with empathy and So wise empathy could be this, yeah. the way that you are able to use empathy from an emotional point of view, but also from a rational point of view and not fall into this emotional hijack that I was I was saying uh, just before. You can actually become more relatable. You can, you, you, as a leader, you're more approachable by the people yeah. around you. And this yeah. is very useful if you want to collect good information, good data that can help you um, become more of a leader. I think this is very important to to underline.
0: I like, you just mentioned one thing which made me think um, that we have evolved a lot as humans like in the last decade. It's okay to have a heart. It's okay to be compassionate. It, it's okay to be human and empathetic. And I felt that these kind of evolution, if you like, intensified during the pandemic. I felt like myself included and people around me became a bit more human um, because of all this crisis and these difficult situations that we had to live through, became more compassionate and more willing to help uh, those who are next to them, not only in the business, you know, context, but even in personal, like I I got acquainted with some of my neighbours that I never paid attention before because I was so in a hurry and, uh, you know. Um, I mean, during the pandemic. Um, So now we are in this uh, new normal world. The pandemic is like almost over. But my question Mm. to you, from your point of view, in this new world, is there a place for compassionate leadership and for compassion? Are we taking something that we learned during the pandemic to the future? Or we are coming back to our old selves?
1: Uh, I think... (laughs) Well, I do remember the first, I would say, months, maybe weeks of of, of the pandemic, where uh, collectively we were very alert, uh, and just as you, you know, I was reaching out to the neighbors, seeing is there anything I can do yeah. to help. I actually live in a place where I have a lot of elderly c- uh, citizens and people around me, and I, you know, approached them naturally, and I had never done it, and still today that that prevails, that that feeling of uh, connection to other, and it felt. Good. I also remember that a couple of weeks later, it was uh, it was starting to change, and we say, "Okay, w- are people going to be good uh, forever, or are we going to go back to our darkest yeah. uh, angels uh, <laughs> once again?" Uh, I don't think it's exactly you know um, binary. We're not we're not good or bad. I think we have, uh, as as an entire planet, uh, seen significant and structural changes in the way people uh, are behaving, namely in the workplace uh, and the mm-hmm. way that uh, that we now accept that working in our homes uh, remotely is not exactly the same thing as working in the office and that that's okay is a sign of change. It's a sign that we've actually evolved. Um, what I do not want us to think is that compassionate leadership comes because of a pandemic. Yeah. or should come because of what we had in the past it actually comes more of what we need to happen and see happen in the future uh, is not a soft cushion uh, scented candle kind of a, a need no actually i think compassionate leadership requires a great deal more courage and authenticity and uh, authenticity that we as human beings need not necessarily in the past and not even necessarily in the future, we need it now. We need it in, in in the present tense because that makes completely an enormous difference. I mean, look at the idea of diversity and inclusion. Uh, this is yeah. a big strong uh, intent in many, many, many countries and in many, many places in the world. And I, I don't see how we can have inclusive leadership if you don't have a compassionate leadership. For me, yeah, this doesn't yeah. make sense. So, yeah. if you're not able to ensure that everybody around you is feeling included, uh, regardless of their, you know, their, their, their gender, regardless of their eth- ethnicity, their nationality, their professional mm-hmm. capability, if you don't have that, how the hell will you be uh, able to flourish in in the future? And so, there's there's more to it than just the yes. Uh, we're all under threat. Therefore, we're all gonna die. Therefore, let's be (laughs) compassionate with each other. Hey, it's not necessarily only when we get to the situation that we need this kind of mental attitude. Actually, I think that compassionate leadership entails a very strong focus on performance and performance management uh, in a compassionate way. It is also not some easy consensus way forward, I would say. It actually ensures that we are doing what is best uh, in our present settings, uh, to enable us uh, to provide high-quality services and high-quality support for the people we have, um, not only in the company but uh, the people we are serving outside of it. So it's it's more than just uh, the pandemic. It's 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 I, it's fundamental if you want to step forward and prevail in a world that is, as I said, more ambiguous, changing at every uh, opportunity. Transforming yeah. into a more um, AI-oriented uh, reality, where if we do not stand up as being human or more humane and able to to set our leadership uh, traits um, in this way, then probably we will be better um, led by some kind of um, system that is able to fake the, the, yeah. the process. Yeah. I mean, I know that, for instance, for for coaching, there is already uh, a bunch of uh, bots that do coaching sessions i i, I kind of feel that is that is very uh, strange but mm-hmm. uh but some people believe it's the way forward so uh, there you go this is my two cents of, of thoughts around what happened <laughs> after and the the, the the pandemic and what's going to be happening forward
0: yeah so we don't need to wake up call to to be more compassionate and to be more empathetic. That's what you're saying, right? I'm
1: saying, I'm saying sometimes we do. Huh? Sometimes the wake-up call um, was already there. We just didn't see it. Uh, and actually, I, there's wake-up calls every day. Uh, of mm-hmm. the week. I mean, if, we, if you arrive at a place... Uh, and we, as you know, consultants, uh, see that all the time. We are invited to go into teams. We're invited to go into companies, and and it's not because everything is perfect. It's because there are problems. And once again, if you show up uh, to a team that is underperforming, that is less than positive about their, their outcomes, uh, that is actually struggling to to survive as a team very frequently what you look at uh, what you can see is behind this all is a leader that is suffering himself but nobody's actually compassionate about that nobody's seeing that uh, that for for him having to deal within this either or dilemma is crippling his ability to 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 see beyond the, the the problem and sometimes i i you know a simple solution could be just get this person to show gratitude Okay, to to, to to say thank you to the smaller things, the things that pass under the radar, and get people to see, hey, there's some recognition. I did something today that normally would not be seen, but my my, my leader has 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 come to me and said, well done, you did something great. This is this is a little bit more than than uh, sorry, a little, little less than, than than we need, but just eliminating that that idea of it's not less, it's actually enough to show up and say gratitude could be a good way of promoting or uh, the initial states of, of this also getting you know how do we get people to feel that they they, they can make a difference well ultimately this is this is also um, part of, of what uh, a compassionate leader should do uh, not only there to do good it's also to foster uh, an environment where people can can be bold and just step yeah. up and try to do something that has not been done and it's 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 okay to perhaps uh, make a mistake uh, and it's 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 sometimes the smaller steps you know taking these very yeah. small steps every day and making a difference in people's uh, lives both at a professional but also sometimes at a personal level that allows us to, to evolve um, not only as, as an individual, but also as teams, as organizations. And that that for sure is something that leaders can give a big, big contribution. So it, about
0: the small steps?
1: Everybody can uh, exercise um, compassion leadership, even if it's not, you know, the yeah. CEO of the company. Okay? In the work environment, you know, People don't want to just be given orders in today's workplace. This is no longer a, a modus operandi that will work. They want to yeah. feel warmth and, and care around them. So it, it takes a little bit more than just one person to give that. If you if you have a culture uh, that is able to promote this kind of team spirit and you are fortunate enough to be, and I think that I am in my particular case, a leader of a, of a company like this, then you already have a lot of, of, of the hard work done. So um it, it is of course important to walk the talk uh, uh, and inspire pre people through empowering people around you showing them that you believe in them building trust for sure this is big words you know it's hard yeah. but you know but the small day-to-day decisions um that allow people to be more comfortable around you and about you uh are or fundamental so yeah, I I just gave you one before about yeah. showing gratitude. You know, it's very interesting how some leaders will say, "I I don't have it time to go around recognizing people. They are doing what they're paid for. Their their, their paycheck is my my." Why you're saying thank you, yeah. and uh, and it's there every end of month. So you know, I said it's very interesting. You don't have time to show gratitude and recognition when people actually do uh, the, what they're paid for but you actually find instantly time when somebody fails. So that happens, unfortunately, very frequently when I see people jump out of their their chair and go and say, hey, this is not well done. And well, it's also important that you do that, but how many other opportunities did you have to jump up your chair and say, this was well done, this is great, this was fantastic work. By the way, thank you, because this is helping us to, things like this, Will allow to install this uh, this mindset of peace. So, you know, from my from my perspective, uh, you can have all the best intentions of the world, but if you don't walk the talk, then it doesn't doesn't take you much uh, much further. So, if you are able to allow people around you to feel included um, by your leadership, regardless of their of their of their backgrounds, regardless of where they're coming then for sure these people are going to want to contribute to onboarding other people in a different way. I mean, they would not feel well to be uh, received and then not giving back in the same I think it's a human thing. It's it's more than that. And, and of course, there's always some situations where you can uh, have a pep talk or you can have a one-to-one. but But also... Just, you know, modeling that behavior is, is fundamental, in my in my opinion.
0: This is also interesting, Ricardo. And uh, you gave me so many more ideas for future podcasts. <laughs> this is what's, Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, but before we wrap up this conversation, I want to ask you one final question. You talked about it in this podcast a lot. But for leaders, people who are listening to us right now, can you give them, us, some tips? Where to start to become a more compassionate leader?
1: Well, I think many of them have to look in the mirror and say, am I being compassionate with my own self first? Okay. Much of the criticism that goes across the the, the table starts in our own chair, where we look at ourselves and say, I'm underperforming. I'm not doing enough. I'm not, you know, worthy of this. And this this is a narrative that doesn't work uh, favorably in terms of what your objective is so if you do want to install a mindset of compassionate leadership around around you start off with your, your own self and admit to your own self that um yeah you might not have done the best uh, today but what have you learned with this how can you how can you use this um to inspire not only others but your own self to doing better tomorrow and, and learning from this is already a big step The next thing I would say you you have to do is um, uh, also be sure that you switch the conversation in the sense that it's not so much about I or yourself, Mm -hmm. it is more about the others. And a thoughtful leader will understand that this I isn't a useful starting point for conversations. Um, You're there to help others. OK, and as such, uh, if, if you're going to be concerned with your own ego driven desires, then this is basically negating you the possibility of evolving to this. So it's quite important that we look at the conversations we're having uh, with others, even sometimes with our own selves and saying. Where is the I in this conversation? Where do I need to, to 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 step in and look at myself and say, Am I being compassionate enough with myself? Where do I need to step out and say, Now is not the moment to be self-centered or or actually having a conversation where I am occupying all the space? And and this this sometimes is a bit of a tricky uh, tricky uh, ordeal for me at least. It's not a a, a given that I, I have complete and absolute at all moments uh, the, the the full uh sense of what i should be saying or i should not be saying to my own self and to others if i don't force myself at least to make this question uh, on occasion another thing is is more and more we need to build collaborative cultures in our companies i was talking to a, a very um interesting and, and important client that we work with here it's one of the biggest banks and and, and they were telling me that you know we have people that have been working together in the same space for over 15 years that only now through a leadership program that we're running discover that that colleague that person actually has something that is a little bit more interesting than just the colleague that he's been working with Um, because they have to build things together. They are now challenged under this leadership program to come up with uh, suggestions as a collective and not as an individual. Just the fact that they have this this breakthrough, for me, shows that the leadership that they are under now is much more compassionate than the previous one. The previous one was completely task-oriented, completely result-oriented, and did not worry that people could be living eight to ten hours a day in the same space and do not have a relationship, a human relationship with the individual that's the desk next to him. And so um, I think we still have a lot of uh, um, space to evolve um, in many organizations, unfortunately.
0: Thanks so much, Ricardo. This was so interesting. I could go on and go on. <laughs> I have so many questions. And I think I will keep them for probably our next podcast if you will be available and for this ones, thanks so much for sharing everything and for answering these questions and for being here with us today.
1: It's been a very big pleasure. Uh, Olga, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> thanks. You're
1: always, you, I'm always, always happy to jump in.
0: Great. Right. Thank you for that. That's it for this episode. Join us next time for more inspiring stories and tips on how to win at being a leader. Until then, goodbye.